Welcome to Book Pile Banter. This is Amberly and Kim. Sarah will not be joining us for our 24 short story countdown in the holiday season because creepy Christmas stories have burned her one too many times. However, we are here to discuss an array of Christmas ghost and folktale stories leading up to Christmas Day. Don't worry, Murphy, I'll just keep talking over the top of you. <laughs> and we are on day eight with The Visitation. This is by Jeffrey Ford and is in Christmas and Other Horrors. His work has spanned multiple genres, including fantasy, science fiction, and mystery. Uh, he likes to characterize his work by it having a sweeping imaginative power, humor, literary illusion, and a fascination with tales told within tales. Which this one definitely did. This is when a stranger arrives at the door. A couple has to choose. Do they help him or not? But before we get to that part of the story we get a like we get like a weird like summary of what a visitation is yeah so that we know which like it was weird but at least at the very end it kind of made it clear why it was because he had actually read a book that did that very thing but one of not every folk tale had a, an example of it, and so he was imagining his own example for one of the examples given in the book, which is the visitation. Yeah. So, I was irritated by that opening. Ooh, yep. Just spilled wine on myself. <laughs> um, yeah, it, like... Had, had it been that opening... And then just fall into the story and not continue to reference what the opening was referencing. Because mm -hmm. they, they, the, so there's two characters plus this visitor. And the, the male character just kept saying, in my heritage, we allow people in. Yeah. In my heritage, we allow people in. And, you know, they're supposed to be our guests and we're supposed to care for them all the time particularly this time of year yeah and it's like okay you told us blatantly and now you just keep telling us again and again and again mm -hmm. i get it i understand there's a conflict between the man and the woman yeah who's making what decisions um the fact that he's trying to be inviting and she's like he smells bad and he's wandering around naked in my house Meaning the visitor, not her husband. Yeah. Um, I don't think he was naked. When they were in bed, she when she woke up. He was standing there staring at him oh. naked. Yeah. I, that's when I would have been done. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have been, get out. <laughs> or put on some clothes. Yeah. It was, it was weird. It was weird. It wasn't as bad as the last one. Was it maybe a little bit more tedious? Murphy, that smells bad. It's actually pretty pleasant for him. Yeah. Oh, did that... you see him run out? The smell yeah. is so bad he ran out of the litter box. That is still pleasant for him. Actually, I think he ran because I have an automatic lid to my garbage, <laughs> and I think the lid went up and it scared him, so he ran. But anyway, this sorry. Is still pleasant for him. Um. <sighs> anyway. Um, do I think it was better than the last one? I, 
mean, this has a plot. The last one... Well, it did. There was a refrigerator in the field. This that's one, a, there's a, a man knocking on the door. There, There's not a, much of a plot either way. Well, I mean, there was a plot and there was progression in what happened. And then there were consequences at the end for her action. I did like the ending. I don't remember what happened. So what happens is her husband dies a year later because he'd been aged. Um, and then she ends up out of her home and a blizzard comes. And, like, she's down on her luck, and she appears awful, and she goes to this house, and this rich couple answers the door, and they won't let her in. And they shut the door on her face. They shut the door on her face, and she goes, oh, no, am I now the angel? Have I become the angel? Okay. Um, And that that's where it ends. And so I, I do like the ending of this one. Yeah, I... Because it, it kind of, at least there was something that someone did and consequences to that action. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we could share a picture because, my God. <laughs> oh, I just sitting there licking her lips like, what? Why? What's going on? What you guys looking at me for? What's all the laughter for? Um... But, you know, at least there was an ending to this. Like, there was a setup, a middle, and an end. The last one... Well, I don't think we should do a compare and contrast because the, the, this is... The, the, <laughs> there is no comparison between the two stories, so it's it's not even... Really? They were both written by older white men, are both in the same book, and both looking at supernatural creatures? Yeah, no, I, I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling the compare and contrast on it. Um, I, I, so, I'm a little burnt out on the short story form. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't like the long novel form was doing you any favors this week. <laughs> That's tomorrow. Um it's tomorrow Kim's problem, not today Kim's problem. Um, so, did I like one story? Because we've talked about the yeah. two here just in the day. Yeah. Did I like one better than the other? I Yes, I preferred this one over the other one. Yeah. Um, I get weird into terminology. I don't, I didn't like the phrasing of the word angel. I, I don't know a lot of angel mythology where angels come and beg acceptance or admittance into your house. Oh, please don't look it up. I, I don't, I, you, you're just, you're just totally mm -hmm. going to ignore mm -hmm. me and look it up. Mm -hmm. ah, time to clickety clack on the keyboard. Except for you're not as fast at it because you have a wine glass in your hand. <laughs> oh, she's trying to prove that she's fast. Mm -hmm. What'd you find? It's gathering the magic. <laughs> gathering the magic. <laughs> you talking magic about the game. Gathering, magic yeah. gathering. But again, I, I, I fully admit I get caught up into terminology. So, you know, the last one, it was a mocking. This one, it's an angel. 
Okay. I'm not finding anything, like, immediately easily. Um, though, granted, the author does say that he found this in a random book in Ohio that was, like, published in the mid-40s? 1940s. Yeah. By a press in Ohio. Its title was Christmas Past, and the author was Carol Toppert. Yeah. And so it's just, it, it was just something he found. And because it didn't have an actual story, he decided to imagine what the story would have been to trigger. Is he the Imagineer or is the last one the Imagineer? The Imagineer? Imagineer, whatever. I think it's the last one. Okay. This one just uh, has sweeping imaginative power humor literary illusion, and a fascination with tales told within tales. <laughs> so in a quite a few instances throughout the book, this is this book written in the 1940s, she'd stop and tell a story about one of the forgotten beliefs, and they were fascinating. In the case of visitation, she did not, so I took it upon myself to set the universe right. Kim just rolled her eyes hardcore for those who cannot see. <laughs> like, man, how did that not hurt? You know, maybe the person who Miss um, Toppert um, laid out possible origins of each folkloric belief, um, maybe she didn't do one for this because it didn't have folkloric origins and um, Maybe we should have respected that instead of making shit up. Um, but I, it's fine. And it kind of makes it fan fiction-y to me. But but not but not, not in a bad way. No. Just meaning anybody who sees anything and becomes intrigued by it can then make up a story around it. Yeah. And, and I've done this many a times. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. There's These two authors kind of were a little pompous. But that's part of the problem I'm having with this entire book is this, there, there's not, this is just meant to be more modern, I guess. Um, I, so, cause I know that both of these books are secondaries to previous collections. Right. And the previous collection centered around Shirley Jackson. And this one, I feel like they went, hey, give us Creepy Christmas. And people went, what is truly Creepy Christmas? And so then they went, okay, we'll call it Christmas and Other Horrors. Right, right. So I almost feel like they gave a prompt and half the writers went, hmm. Well, I mean, was it him? Or the, the previous one who just flat out said, no, it was the previous one who flat out said, I've been working on this story for years and I just said it in the solstice. Yeah. To make it apply to, apply the, to book. the book. And I, I just, I get that same similar feeling with a lot of the ones in this book. It's like, okay, I've, I've been working on this short story for a while and it hasn't congealed for me yet. So I'm just going to. Toss it up here and call it a day. Yeah. Well, as the other one, which is the Winter Spirits, I feel like they were given a cohesive, let's do short stories. Almost Victorian. Victorian, Edwardian. 
haunting or or fall into the you know like the Krampus and yeah and, in England know. well yeah. all hauntings like even yeah. the Krampus was a haunting yeah um all of them have been hauntings in one way or another yeah. and so I think those ones excel because there is more cohesion <sighs> I think it has a smaller selection of short stories they're shorter or no they're longer a little bit longer they're yeah. longer because the story because I've been listening to these and yeah. these these listen at about three hours at one and a half to or two two and a half to two seven five speed whereas no they're about an hour okay um i know the one i just listened to was three hours oh then it's a really um, long one but then when you go into just a straight read on these other ones they're 10 pages yeah 30 minute reads tops yeah know. so you know, just falling back on that, I'm I'm not a huge fan of short stories. Um, I can I can enjoy a good short story. It, it, but I just keep reminding myself that when I looked at this one, these are not the authors that drew me in. Yeah. And there's been one or two that has been enjoyable to read. Yeah. And the one I want to read is still still to that come. list. Um. So yeah, it it'll. So this this one, the visitation. Uh huh. From my speed of reading, which I'm not as fast yeah. to read as you, is it 17 minutes left in the in the. Yeah, no, it's it was not a fast read. No. Or I mean, a slow read. I read both this one and the last one. But my point in is, under an hour. They're very short. Yeah. Um. Whereas I think the ones in spirits. We're getting more depth to the stories, which is why I like them more because they are longer stories. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Yeah. It it. it it's Christmas and other horrors has not been as good. Yeah. Which is too bad. I I wanted both books to have equal standing. Yeah. Um. But no, uh, the the Winter Spirits one definitely is being a better contender even with a smaller selection so yeah yeah uh any other thoughts on the visitation no we didn't talk about the fact that all the women in the, this book being horrors, christmas and other horrors tend to be bitchy yes they do also <laughs> I could appreciate the moment where, like, they were all sitting down to eat, and he kept letting out farts. Farts. And, like, I can appreciate this because sometimes we have elderly men who come into the library. Oh, yeah. And they just, they walk around and just... Let it loose. Not even always let it loose. Like, it's just, like, little farts, like, every step. It, it is, and, your grandmother does that yeah. now. I know you haven't seen her in a while, yeah. but yeah, it's just a constant, just, and I don't know if it, obviously an aging thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's because the muscles are, are not as, as tight, so it's harder to keep the farts in until more appropriate moments or what, but yeah. Yeah, yeah no, there was a lot about this that I, yeah, I was like. And and it, on one hand, you know, I I always like to think 
that I would make the right decision as far as, you know, if somebody, someone, if that if somebody came to my door, I wouldn't just shut the door on them. Yeah. Um, I would have to open the door. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, there is that. Cause no, I, I, I don't open the door to people knocking on my door anymore. I just don't. Um, I love watching TikTok videos where the person's standing out there. I know you're in there. Come to the door. And it's like, I am not obligated to my open my door to you. Yeah. Just because you knock on my door doesn't mean I'm, I, I have to open my door to you. Oh man. Today. Cause I, I went and got a new tattoo today. Um, and Sandra was talking about how there were, which is my tattoo artist, there were a couple of men who kept sitting in a car by her house drinking coffee and like she was really weirded out until finally the guy down the street came and knocked and spoke on her recorder and was like, hey, just let you know, you know, I've got a couple people working on that house I bought that was apparently a hoarder's house. Oh. And she's like, okay. Oh, hey. Because before then she was like, I don't leave in the house. I'm yeah. not letting my daughter walk out there while they're just sitting there drinking their coffee. Yeah. In front of my home. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, I think there's 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 a certain level of nowadays we really just yeah wouldn't answer. We isolate ourselves and don't interact with our fellow men, and then we also have a huge problem with not taking care of those that are in need. Yeah, and um and I you know so clearly it was a testament to society and how we're not taking care of those among us that aren't as privileged as we are. Yeah. Um, and, and I could appreciate that aspect of the book. And, and like I said, I would like to think if somebody, I'd like to think if it was a blizzard and someone came to the door, oh, that if it was would... a blizzard and somebody came to the door, I would let them in. I don't, yeah. I don't care what state they would have been. I would yeah. let them in. Um, now wrestling the three dogs away from them might be a bit of a challenge and they might just choose the blizzard over the dogs. But, um, but yeah, I would like to think that in those extreme situations that I would offer kindness. Yeah. Um, I can kind of say that, yes, I do, because at work there are situations where we have people and they're acting a particular way. And I have the choice as to whether or not I am going to become agitated with them or recognize that. Well, from the stories you tell me, you're, you are exceedingly patient with, um, the people who come in that are in need of the library for services, whether, even if it's just, sorry, I almost said something I shouldn't say, yeah. um, you know, maybe a copy or just a, yeah. a warm place to sit for a while or yeah. a cool place to sit for a while, depending on the time of year, um, no, there was actually one of my coworkers was shadowing me because he he doesn't typically work at Central, and this woman came up and she was like, she was agitated that the book drop was being blocked by the contractor's car, <laughs> and you know I was like you know I'm I'm so sorry I said I I will let higher up know. Um, you know, I'm, I'm unfortunately, you know, there's not much more I can do beyond that, but I'll let them know. Um, and she was upset cause we had previously moved our book drop, but it was for the safety of the pages that we moved it because they were having to cross a busy street without, um, signals. And she left 
And he looked at me and he's like, you did not let that phase you. And I was like, he's like, you weren't bothered by her tone. I'm like, I could either get agitated by her tone. And then the next person I communicate with has along that agitation. I said, or I can recognize that there is probably something else going on in her day that this felt like the final straw that she couldn't just drop off her book. She had to actually come in to drop it off. And I could recognize that she might have hit her final straw. And I was the person she needed to express that in order to get on with her day. Yeah. And just accept that, you know what? I can do what I can do. And beyond that, if I can't, I can't. The only time it phases me is I did have one person came up and asked me if I was the only living human being in the building. And I literally, literally tilted to look behind her to make sure that there was, in fact, still three people sitting at the computers. <laughs> and then I looked at her and I said, I'm I'm sorry. Uh, yes, there are other people in the building. And it was legitimate. I'm like, I don't know if this is unstable. I don't know if this is anger. I don't. Yeah. And it was that she hadn't managed to meet any other staff before that point, and her car had been hurt, ruined. Wasn't arguing. Not that she cared about that. But even then, I was like, I have the choice as to whether or not I'm going to get worked up. Or just... Yeah, I I had that choice this week. <laughs> <laughs> and I got worked up. And, yeah, me and the guy at Best Buy... Duking it out. <laughs> yeah. But to be fair, in that moment, he should have been the one to... Yeah, no. He 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 should have been the one to sh- shut up and listen to what I was trying to say to him, and he would not stop talking. Yeah. And then I shushed him, and he threatened to hang up on me, and I said, fine, I'll call back. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, no. He, he very welcome to hang up on me. Let me get on the phone with a different one of your coworkers. That way, maybe we can have a conversation. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Yeah. But for the most part, I am very conscientious about the person answering the phone or on the other side of the counter or whatever. They're just doing their job. They aren't making the decisions. Now, the guy, the guy that I talked to it, well, I won't talk about, you know, I won't name it again, but shouldn't have named it the first time, but, um, he had a choice to actually listen so I could explain to him the yeah. circumstances instead of telling me I was wrong. And he yeah. was telling me I was wrong. And and I'm like, but I'm not wrong. You're not acknowledging all the circumstances. Yeah. Um. That was a fault on his part. Um. But for the most part, I, I do not. I don't engage in getting pissy at people. I don't. I just, I, I just don't even want to function that way. <laughs> and why we're talking about all of this is because, and because we, we haven't even really talked about this story at all. Um, two people, homeless man, we'll put that in air quotes because he's not a homeless man, um, comes in, comes, knocks on the doors in the middle of blizzard, asks to come in. The woman instantly says no, because yeah. he smells, because he's not dressed right. Cause you know, all of these circumstances, The husband says, no, in my culture, and it's said repeatedly, we, 
if a stranger knocks on your door and asks admittance, you let them in and you take care of them. For uh, three days, which but, is really weird because it's actually a very Middle Eastern yeah, no, thing. But strongly. He, he kept saying my Germanic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. But, I don't, I don't know. And yes, it is a very Middle Eastern thing, um, and a Germanic thing too. And I just have never heard that. But, um, but she was right because he was this. He just started spewing. Well, he talked about how his farts were um, special, like acidic he, he said, arts. Or no, arts so, or whatever. so what it was is he said he was a hundred and seven. But he didn't look 107, and that's because he had found a way to slowly release his death so it did not affect him. So he was continuously farting, burping, whatever. Releasing his aging. Releasing his aging in order to not age. But releasing it in a small enough amount that it shouldn't affect them. She then stabs him, releasing the aging rapidly, aging her husband but not her. Ten years. Yeah, but not then her. he died. Yeah, but I think ultimately, and and it's kind of a a reverse punishment thing. I think ultimately he aged and died and didn't become the angel because he was the one that invited yeah. the man in and he was kind to the man. Yeah, I'm not sure that you know, it, advanced aging um and death is is a, a kindness. I mean, maybe if you believe in heaven. Um, you know, you get to go to the pearly gates and, uh, I don't know. Yeah. And then she's doomed to then repeat this cycle and become Tell someone kills her. Yeah. Become the farter and burper. Um, it, I'm telling you some of these stories were yep, really odd. Anything else? No, no. All right. We just finally talked about the actual book. <laughs> On that note, our intro and outro music is by Har- Howard Harper Barnes and is called A Snowflake's Tale from Epidemic Sound. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to Bookpile Banter on Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes, or whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. We'd love to hear from you on any of our social media platforms, such as Instagram or TikTok. You can find us at book underscore pile underscore banter. And don't forget, we'll be back tomorrow with the next short story. 